Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Oh, right. Um, wow. Uh, welcome back, beautiful, adored listener, to uh, Cop On Podcast. Uh, the Czechs have just shocked the Dutch by by knocking them out 2-0. Fabulous performance. Um, I'm delighted that Doug is here, and, and Liam is here, and for the first time... On Cop On, we have Daz, Daz O'Connor from Liverpool Connections Podcast. And if you don't know, if you don't know this one, that I do recommend you check it out. All of you listeners, LFC, uh, Liverpool Connections Podcast, that brilliant episode I listened to, for example, um, with uh, Steve McMahon. An uh, interview with Steve McMahon the other day it was really, really fascinating. Talked about all manner of things. So, Daz, I'm going to start with you. Welcome to Cop On Podcast. Could you please tell our listeners all about what you're doing, please? Uh, hiya, listeners. Uh, my name's Daz, and uh, obviously I'm a, a posh scouser uh, from Formby. Um, moved over to the States, uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, but, yeah, started a, a podcast uh, called The Liverpool Connection. We're 90 episodes in. Um, we'll hit the 100, I believe, middle of September. Uh, but basically, it's a podcast where we bring on guests to tell their Liverpool stories, whether it be former players, musicians, even uh, uh, we've had a couple of politicians on there. So, yeah, it's going well. Marvellous stuff, marvellous stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Doug, you're here from the Dugout channel. What's been going on with the Dugout YouTube channel, Doug? It's been mainly Euros content, Owen. Uh, thank you very much for having me again. And uh, yeah, I've just uh, I've just enjoyed uh, a really good uh, game actually between the Czechs and the uh, and the Dutch. Um, probably never saw it coming. And I, actually, I, I feel I feel quite uh, guilty in the fact that I've actually underestimated the Czechs. Um, I didn't actually think they would get out of that group, uh, but full credit to them and. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're definitely dark horses. Uh, Czechs, Dan, Denmark, uh, next round as well. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, the Euros have been, they've surprised me with how, how watchable they've been. They've been absolutely, um, you know, good fun, whiling away the hours. It's still, uh, I counted, although my maths is horrible, it's either 48 or 49 days until the real football's back. The Premier League, Liverpool kicking off against Norwich, of course. It's always Norwich. Um but um, Liam is here as well. And Liam, I'm delighted that you're here. And what's been going on with you, with your writing, with your podcasting? Uh, yeah, we've um, lots of France-related content for the Euros. I cover, uh, I've been covering France this tournament, the favourites for Over the Bar. Check that out if you haven't already. And a um, bit of a quiet one to begin with, uh, with the podcast, the Leon podcast. But we've got some more stuff coming out soon to discuss the new manager, the season and everything else. And, a few Liverpool uh, Liverpool articles um, the, on the Copite soon. There should be an article about Wijnaldum replacements, so check that out as well. Excellent stuff. I will indeed. I will indeed. The Wijnaldum replacement, that's a pretty good place to start, I suppose. Um, in the Euros, Daz, in the Euros, has anybody caught your eye in terms of either a Wijnaldum replacement or someone else that you would love to see in the beautiful red of Liverpool? Oh, that's a good question. Um... Sanchez has has a little bit, but um, I just don't know. Uh, I think as as we get you know closer to like the quarter final, semi final, I think somebody will jump out at me. 
Um, but as of now, uh, you know, I'm just just watching good football apart from you know England. <laughs> oh, England have been awful, haven't they? I think they've had five shots on target in three matches. I mean, I, I how do you feel about England? I don't I don't support them at all. I uh, I could care less to be honest. Um, I, you know, if they win or lose, I really don't care. But uh, they they just look like a team of individuals at the moment. Um, I, I think for the Germany game, they've got to put Henderson in that midfield. You would think so. He needs to change it up. He needs to get the best out of his attacking players. But he just looks a bit clueless, Gareth Southgate, really. Um, yes, I think he's punching over his weights. And I think if he manages to somehow scrape past Germany, he might land the Tottenham job or something uh, crazy like that, even though he doesn't really deserve it. Um, anyway, um, uh, yeah, well, um, Doug, unfortunately, the, the, the Scots are out. I mean, my team, Wales, uh, are also out. Um, you know, nothing to be expected. I think Wales did very well to get out of the group. Um, well done to Denmark. Uh, and I'm going to say, apart from Denmark, because that's everybody's second team, given the Ericsson situation, um, who would you like to win now? Um well, I think I I had Portugal to win the competition before the tournament started. I had either I had Portugal. Uh, I just I just felt that um, their squad depth was um, insane. Um, but funnily enough, I I think they have underperformed so far. Um, they've looked really bad defensively. So you know tonight's game against Belgium is going to be very very um, interesting. Um, I actually I actually want Italy to do well um, because they did actually do well in the uh, the group stage. Yes, they were you know they were pretty fortunate yesterday to you know beat uh, beat Austria, but obviously the winners of Belgium Portugal play Italy, so you know that that will probably be Italy's first real big uh, big test um, uh, as well. But um, yeah, I would I would definitely I would definitely say Italy uh, for for now. Um, but obviously we'll see what we'll see what happens and. In the, in the Belgium Portugal game, but yeah, Italy for me. And uh, I am very sorry to see Wales go out um, as well. Uh, I thought they, I thought they uh, did really, really well to get through the what was a very tricky group with you know Italy, um, Turkey, and um, Switzerland. But um, I thought four 0 was uh, very harsh on the Welsh. Well, I mean, you know, in a tournament that's been, you know, rightly praised for the standard of refereeing that has, you know, been been really high. I thought the referee had a nightmare, to be honest. But then. I would say that. Anyway, um, there you go. Liam, what about you? Who are you going to support? Are you going to support France, the the country you love so much like me? I mean, as a family of England supporters, if I said I didn't want England to win, I'd probably get slaughtered. So first of all, I do want England to win, although I'm not a massive lover of Gareth Southgate or the captain choice of England. So I'll, I'll keep quiet on England we've discussed them already but yeah for me if if England don't win it which I don't think they will I think they'll lose to Germany I um, I hope France win it 100% it'll give me um, a lot to write about and as I say as, as soon to be an adopted Frenchman when I go over there for my master's degree I um, I hope um, France managed to get it done Ah, going to France for a Masters, I can highly recommend it. I've been here 13 years and it's uh, it's a fine country, France. Um, strange to navigate, but uh, 
Uh, we can talk about that another time. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, uh, uh, you know, nothing's going on. Um, we haven't signed anyone apart from Konate. Uh, fabulous signing. I'm very, very excited to see him with his water bottles, with his face on. I don't know if you've seen that. He he, he, he had his birthday and he had um, a load of water bottles on the table and uh, it's, it, he'd replaced the label with a, a red label with his face on. And then later he plays You'll Never Walk Alone with a speaker uh, on the balcony and he let off a red flare. And it seems like he's a bit of a card. And I'm very, very excited about Ibrahima Konate. Apart from that, not much is going on. Um, uh, Daz, I mean, I've asked uh, Doug and Liam in previous episodes, but, uh, you know, um, I don't know, with, with transfers, I mean, you know, people are getting very antsy on Twitter, aren't they? Some people are, you know, they're getting very FSG out. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't really know why, but uh, I don't know. Where, where, where do you stand on, on, on the transfers? It doesn't look like we'll be able to compete with City. For... Well, well n- nobody can compete with City, Chelsea or PSG. That's the thing. You know, um, I, I want to support a club that has a soul. And uh, I think Man City doesn't. Um I, I'm all right. I mean, this is the thing with, with transfers, uh, especially I think it's the newer Liverpool fans that are get, get really antsy. Um, you know, they want the Mbappes, the Haaland's. That's not going to happen. Uh, no chance. Um, Liverpool would have to actually probably sell all the front three to get M- Mbappe in. Um, I'm all right. You know, I, I, I like silly season. Um, just... We've been uh, probably, you know, there's at least, what, 400 new players coming, according to Twitter. <laughs> well, at least. I mean, 412 by the last count. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'm all right with it. I think I think people just need to relax. And plus, it's the Euros as well. You're not going to buy anyone during the Euros. So, yeah, some people just need to relax. I think they do. I think they do. It's a very reasonable answer. And we're all very relaxed on Cop On Podcast. Um, a guy who wasn't relaxed, or maybe isn't so relaxed, is a guy on Twitter called Don Husam, who, who first of all calls himself Don, which is a bit strange. But um, he did a video in which he called anyone who isn't an FSG outer a top red bastard. Because he's that, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, um... What's the word I'm looking for? He's that belligerent about uh, FSG uh, out. Um, Doug, um, I mean, people like that, they need to understand that they're... I mean, if you're FSG out, okay, fine. I mean, FSG have made some some glaring errors in terms of, uh, you know, the furloughing and the, you know, Super League, all of that stuff. But uh, you've got to respect other people's opinion. And and, and if you're FSG out, that's fine. I can see where you're coming from. And obviously you're dreaming of big transfers. But it's a bit rich to call everyone who who thinks that FSG are, are doing a pretty decent job in a pandemic. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a bit bit rich to call everybody a bastard for doing that, isn't it? Yeah, I, I look. Um, <laughs> he's he has a very very interesting character. What what I will say. Um, but the fact is that he, he was he was saying stuff like, "Oh, Man City are getting Grealish, Man United are getting Sancho, like Chelsea are getting Haaland, and we're getting John McGinn." Look, what I will say, and being a Scotsman. 
John McGinn is actually a very hard-working midfielder. So, you know, I don't think any Liverpool fan would be disgraced in wanting um, John McGinn. Um, but I think, I, I absolutely agree with what Daz said. I, I think we have to be realistic. We're not getting a Haaland. We're not getting an Mbappe. I mean, you'd have to spend, what, 200 to probably 300 million. And I don't think we've got that kind of money. And as Daz said, City are a bit of a soulless club. It's you know it's it's simple. Um, it's it's quite it's quite simple as that. Uh, yes, I know they've got obviously spending powers. I know Chelsea do, and I know you know Manchester United are muddling over. I think I think from what I read, I think it's between four or five million euros to get Sancho. I mean, just pay the money for goodness sake. It's been the longest transfer saga that I can remember. I think I, I seem to remember uh, Wesley Schneider. Uh, being linked with Manchester United, and that didn't uh, materialise. Uh, so, um, I, I, my message to Liverpool fans is: I think, I think we have to just be patient and trust Jurgen Klopp, trust Michael Edwards, because these guys know what they're doing. Michael Edwards is a genius, anyway, in getting you know uh, transfer fees for for players and as well. So, I, I would, I would just spread a bit of caution and. In fact, if I'm being honest, I know the window is a few days old at least, but I always thought that the transfer window always opened July the 1st. I was always under the impression of that. So I think people just need to get a little bit realistic at the fact that the window is not open yet. We're not getting Canati until I think the 5th or 6th of July, I think I read somewhere. Um, so be patient. You know, lots lots to look forward to, the new season, etc. Be patient and just let Klopp and Edwards do their work. Yeah, again, sensible. I totally agree. I don't know why people are so belligerently, you know, got this, this, this delusion. I mean, it's delusion. It's, it's a delusion to, to suggest that we're suddenly going to go for Mbappe. I mean, for example, Mbappe, he would cost, he would cost something like... Um, you would think a minimum of 400,000 a week on wages. And there are people who, who just, I don't know what, what, what land they're, they're living in, what planet they're living on, um, you know, but I just don't, I don't think they've thought about it. Um, and it's just not going to happen. Like, it's just not going to happen. I mean, even if we were bankrolled by an oil-rich uh, state, which I, I wouldn't like, to be honest, um, then, you know, I don't know. Some of them, we would lose some of our, you know, core values if that ever happened. But anyway, 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 I think Doug and Daz, you've showed a lot of restraint and uh, rightly so. Uh, brilliant answers. Liam, what, what do you make of all of it? What do you, what's your opinion on all this? I mean, I must say calling people bastards for having a different opinion to you is a bit, um, is a bit drastic. I can, um, I can sometimes, maybe as a, a younger person football with only supporting the club for 19 years, it's uh, which is still a long time, but as I say, I've grown up watching Liverpool in a different period of time, whereas big signings like David and Gog and Andre Voronin and Philippe Senderos and Christian Poulsen and I don't know, all those have come and gone and been absolutely nothing and now we're at a situation where you know we're 
we've won a Champions League, we've won the Club World Cup, we've won the Premier League, we've signed world-class players like Thiago, obviously we've been a club that have signed Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and brought those players on and turned them into world-class talents, but I think we'll all agree that signing Thiago Alcantara is a signing where we've signed someone who is already world-class rather than having to do the the work of, not that I've got a problem with bringing players through, that's great that we're a club that can turn players from diamonds in the rough to world-class talents, but I think that was the first real statement signing from us in the modern area where we've signed a world-class talent. So I think people are getting to a point now where obviously City are signing, well, rumoured, nothing's confirmed yet, but apparently they're lining up a £1 million, £100 million bid, sorry for... Jack Grealish after the Euros, they've had a hundred million pound bid rejected for Harry Kane. City to Haaland, um, Haaland to Chelsea. I don't think there's anything around that to be honest. And then, obviously, as Doug mentioned, United are buffering over five million pounds for Sancho. As he, as he said, just pay it. You're getting a great player. Do it. It's been going on forever. But I think when we're being linked with, as I say, John McGinn's a good player. I rate him. A, World class, not world class midfielder, a, a, a midfielder who works hard and has a good skill set which would benefit Liverpool. But I think when we're being linked with John McGinn, I kind of understand the sentiment that why fans would be frustrated. I wouldn't say I'm one of those. I'm kind of sympathetic to it though, because in a real sense, the wages are probably the only real thing that would go against Liverpool's philosophy in terms of signing players with players like Mbappe and Haaland obviously you're going to be paying 300 I think Mbappe's wages are 340,000 euros a week at PSG currently excluding bonuses which is again astronomical but again in terms of signing him he's a year away from being a free agent not that I think we will sign him I think he's destined for Real Madrid but these players aren't necessarily out of a club like Liverpool's reach I mean, FSG are worth, well, they value the club at £5.5 billion with the investment of Red uh, Redbird Investment Capital to buy 10% for £550 million. So if a team's worth £5.5 billion, I would expect it would have the financial muscle to be able to afford these players. But then again, we've got that philosophy of signing players, sell to buy. But again, that can only get you so far, I guess, in a sense, when you've got PSG spending seventy million on Hakimi, and Man City spending two hundred million on probably the two most sought after Englishmen at the moment. But I'm of the impression that I like our financial way in terms of not really having to spend eighty, ninety million pounds to access world class players because we can do that ourselves with the infrastructure we've got, the coaching team, and the transfer policy. But I think it's quite frustrating when we're having to sit back and told that we're not we're we're not being ambitious in the transfer market in terms of going for these big players because as we know we all believe Liverpool are the biggest club in the country, one of the biggest clubs in the world, the fan base, you know, the people coming out for pre-season tours in America, everything that shows that we are one of the biggest support clubs in the world and we're back where we belong over the last two or three years since Klopp's got us going and winning trophies again. You'd, you'd want to see Liverpool signing these players. So I understand the disgruntlement that he's shown in that video. I wouldn't say I necessarily agree with it. I'm happy to sign players like Daniel Marlon, Florian Neuhaus and turn these players into world-class talents. 
but then again you 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 potentially limit yourself in terms of if we're not going to be a club that competes with Real Madrid, Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, Man City, Chelsea, footballing powerhouses, but also financial powerhouses in the transfer market, do you sell? Do you see yourself moving backwards in terms of being able to attract players? Because if we're waiting two or three years for Daniel Marlon to turn into a world-class talent and Florian Neuhaus to turn into a world-class talent, and that doesn't come about, do you say to yourself, well, really, have we gone in the right way in the transfer market? My only reservation is that it's working now, but will it work forever? But for the time being, in terms of coming out of a pandemic, I think FSG need to be cut a little bit of slack. The European Super League thing, I don't think that's gone away. I think that's still in the back of the mind somewhere. You see Laporta and Perez saying that that's not finished with, and I'm kind of in belief that that's not the case. But in terms of transfer windows, I wouldn't expect Mbappe, I wouldn't expect Haaland. Those players at a club that's valued at £5.5 million, I would expect us to be able to afford those players. So I can understand the disgruntlement on Twitter. But stick to what's working. If it's not broken, don't fix it. So I agree with what you guys have said. But again, from kind of coming from the age group of fans that have probably been mentioned in terms of wanting Mbappe and all, they're just playing FIFA career mode, they think it's football manager. Obviously, there is a sense of that. But in terms of wanting to sign players like Mbappe, Haaland, you know, a world-class midfield that might not be available, not one that's coming to my head to replace Wijnaldum. I think we've got world-class midfielders anyway. I don't think that's an issue. But I can understand the frustrations, what I'm trying to say. Sorry I went off on a tangent there and covered about 30 different questions, but that's my opinion. Absolutely super answer. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Liam. Yes, you covered lots of bases, but that's good. That's a good thing. Uh, very interesting stuff. Um, a player we have been linked with uh, today, uh, Florian... Plettenberg, excuse my pronunciation, uh, he's at Plettigol on Twitter. He's he's a journalist, he's the chief sports writer for a publication called Sport One in Germany. And I don't know who they are, I can't say I do. Uh, but he's, he, he tweeted today um, uh, an update on hashtag Coman. Yes, LFC is definitely interested in signing Kingsley Coman and they are in contact with his management, but right now it's not a hot topic. Bayern still want him to extend, especially Nagelsmann, but Kingsley's father forces his departure to England. Wow. Uh, Daz, what do you make of that? What do you make, make of that rumour? Kingsley, come on. Oh, I'm still laughing about the dad. Dad, one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Um, I'd, I'd love to have him. I think he's a great player, but again, you know, it's just all rumours. And, um, you know, uh, maybe Klopp can call his dad and then uh, have a nice uh, chin wag with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can be a pain. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those, isn't it? Um, somebody's probably looking for clicks. Yeah. It could be that. It could be that. But uh, I don't know. It's um, I don't know. Coming from coming from Germany, these rumours. We can have a look. Maybe his agents looking for more money. We have to take that into account. But uh, Kingsley Coman is only just turned twenty five years old. Um, born on June the thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. Uh, in one thousand seven hundred and fifty two minutes. So that's a bit less than twenty 
games, 20 times 90 is 1,800, even I can do that, so 1,752 minutes, a bit less than 1,800 minutes, um, he scored five goals and got 10 assists, which is absolutely un- unreal in the Bundesliga, uh, and in the Champions League, he got three goals and three assists from seven matches, or 544 minutes, which is absolutely superb, um, his his injury record um has been questioned in in a couple of uh, a couple of places i've seen but it's um but i had a look at it just before recording and uh, according to transfer marked uh, he has missed 149 days through injury since november 2018 and i chose november 2018 because that's when he came back from two quite bad injuries but since then um, 100, he's missed 149 days in total. Um, Memphis Depay uh, had a bad injury uh, and, missed, and has missed 220 days in the same period, uh, whereas Raheem Sterling has missed only 32 days, Sadio Mane 68 days, and uh, Usman Dembele uh, 430 days. So of that list of, of, of six players, he, he comes in third for the most amount of days missed through injury, 149 days. 58 of those were in the winter uh, 2019 to 2020, where he missed 58 days. Um, I think it was some kind of uh, muscle problem. I can't remember uh, what I was looking at. But 58 days, he, he hasn't had a bad injury since uh, February 2020, basically. Um, Doug, what do you what 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 do you make of this rumor about Kingsley Coman? I mean, yes, it's just a rumor, but uh, would you uh, would you be very excited to see him? I'm glad I'm glad you said the name Usman Dembele because this is a guy who I've not wanted at Liverpool forever. Uh, I mean, 400 and what was that? 441 days mystery injury. It just it just goes to show that there are some players that are obviously, you know, um, injury prone. But Coman, very good player. Very good player. Um, obviously scored in the Champions League final for uh, Bayern Munich against uh, PSG. Uh, I think it was in... Um, I think it was in 2020, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he's a very, very good player. The only thing is, I think the price is a wee bit... Um, Debatable. Um, I wonder if I wonder if we're I wonder if Bayern are wanting probably fifty plus million for him. So um, yeah, I, I was shocked to learn he's only twenty five. I thought he was I thought he was much older than uh, than that. But uh, I just it's probably just a rumor um, because we are in we are obviously in talks with Mal, and I think there's there's a lot of being said about that. Um, so I think I think probably between the two, I think one will probably come in. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this Kingsley Coleman thing is 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 a, is a thing. If I'm being honest, I think it's I think it's just another uh, Twitter rumor. Uh, I don't I don't see anything progressing there. But but I could be wrong. But I could be wrong. Well, no, yeah, it does see, it does seem that way. I mean, it does seem unrealistic that Liverpool will go as high as fifty million. Uh, and I wonder, Liam, if it's actually necessary to go as high as fifty million, because because with all all of this, uh, you know, wanting Mbappe and Holland, I don't know if I've ever explained to you my 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 theory of the transfer pyramid, where you know at the at the pinnacle of the pyramid you have um, you have uh, you have Mbappe and Holland, for example, who are guaranteed 
to make any team better. And there are not many of these players who are absolutely out of this world, extraordinary talents. We've got one in Trent. Um, you know, we've got one in Virgil van Dijk and we've got one in Mo Salah and we've got one in Alison Becker and we've got one in Fabinho and that is unbelievable going. But that level of player who are absolutely phenomenal in their position, that's the pinnacle of the pyramid. But then if you go down to the next level where I would put Kingsley Coman, where I would put players like... Um, like uh, Daniel Marlin, for example, you can find a wide variety of value in this. And this is where Liverpool like to shop. And you can get for 35 million, for example, a Konate, who's not the finished article, but he can easily become it. You know, in a few, it's really easy to imagine him becoming world class. And so my question to you is... It, it, Liam is is you know are you excited about Coman first of all but secondly is it even like do we even need to shop in a 50 million uh kind of category whereas we can get amazing deals for 35 I mean I think it's worth noting that it's 35 million euros the bid we have rejected so it's closer to 30 so in terms of that I think 50 million comes down to about 45, which is what we paid for Jota in hindsight and look at how that's paid off. So I wouldn't worry too much in that aspect about what we pay for him. I think if you're getting a player like Kingsley Coleman, who's 25, also worth noting he's won a league title in every season. He's been including a professional football team with Juventus, PSG and Barcelona, played, uh, not Barcelona, Bayern Munich, sorry played for three of the biggest teams in Europe. As Doug said, won the Champions League, scored the winning goal against his boyhood club, Paris-born PSG. So I think he's got the pedigree. He's a winner. They're the sort of players we want to come to Liverpool Football Club. If I'm offered Kingsley Coleman or Daniel Marlon, I'm taking Kingsley Coleman because as I just spoke about in terms of wanting players that are at the level proven, ready to come into a team and make an instant impact, I do believe that Kingsley Coleman's willing and ready to do that I think it's also worth that noting that Coleman's a play that's often used probably on the sidelines rather than as a regular starter so again he's probably not going to expect to start every game which is another positive but as you said those creative stats are impressive he knows where the back of the net is occasionally as well so they're things we look for um I'd be excited about it. I mean, as um, as someone who loves French football, we can never have too many Frenchmen playing for Liverpool. Um, we, we've got we've seen to have had a long hiatus without Frenchmen playing for Liverpool, and now to have two in one transfer window that'd be excellent. But um, I'd be happy with Coleman. I think he's a better option than Marlon in terms. They're probably going to cost the same amount of money. Marlon possibly has a higher ceiling than what he's performing at now. He's been good at the Euros, unfortunately the Dutch have just been knocked out, I think two assists uh, playing the sort of wide left area but he's also able to play through the middle so I think Marlon's a good option but Coleman's able to play across the three as well also probably not his strongest position but again maybe in a central role too so I'd go for Coleman definitely if he's available I would say that the rumours again Twitter, again, whether you want to take it as gospel or whatever, it does seem like a Twitter rumour, but people are saying that Florian Plettenberg is quite reliable, so 
in that sense, maybe that's something to look into. Obviously, Germany have re- Sky Germany have reported we're interested in Marlon, so that seems reliable as well. So it does look like we're looking for a forward. Again, as you talked about in the your transfer pyramid analogy, which I would agree with probably in the dining at the level beneath your yeah, um, Mbappe's, Haaland's, um, Lewandowski's, Benzema's, you're d- dining beneath that level. But again, that's not necessarily a bad thing when players like Coleman are available for 50 million probably maybe even less 45 so i'd be happy with that for sure so again sorry to go around the houses again but coleman seems a good signing if it's available the the source according to twitter is fairly reliable so happy about that it looks like we're signing a forward i choose coleman over marlon but i'd be happy with either yeah, lovely answer. I mean, it's good that you mentioned his his honours. I've got his honours list in front of me here. Yeah, one Champions League, uh, six German leagues, three German cups, two Italian leagues with Juventus back in the 14-15 of 15-16. Also with Juventus, he won the Italian Cup once and the Italian Super Cup once. Uh, He won the French Championship. I mean, he's down as a a winner in 12-13 and 13-14. And in 13-14, he won the French League Cup. Uh, 2021, the the Club World Cup with Bayern Munich. Uh, The UEFA Super Cup uh, 2021 season. Uh, four times German Super Cup winner and one French Super Cup winner. It's a long, long list. Um, Daz, in terms of a profile of a player, I mean, do you want someone who's who's attacking? I mean, of course, we're going to leave it up to FSG and Klopp to decide because they know way more than us. But but would you be, you know, if it were down to you, would you go for? Would you prefer someone like you know, as an attacking player, to be fast and and creative, like a Marlin or Coman, or would you prefer like a number ten creative Jack Grealish uh, type? I think we need somebody more attacking because we have had problems breaking down uh, teams, you know, that sit deep. Uh, so yeah, I I would definitely go attacking, but I do like Grealish though. Um, because you know he he does push the ball forward. Uh, he he will you know try and beat two three men. Uh, so yeah, but I mean attacking is a creative player. I think is what's needed. Um, even though we've got Thiago, who I think's you know world class, still is world class. Uh, even though some Twitter uh, keyboard warriors will say he's he's done and dusted. But he's far from that. Oh yeah, no, we love Tiago here at Carpon. Yes, we 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 give uh, no time to people who uh, who are who are anti anti the Alcantara genius. Um, but uh, but okay, staying with you though, uh, Daz. I mean, we we did have a question from a listener about our midfield. Um, Steve Bush got in, in touch on Twitter asking, um, do you think we should move? Uh, Trent to midfield and buy a right back, you know, someone like, uh, I don't know, Dumfries has been very impressive, for example, for the Netherlands. You know, get a quality right back and and move Trent into midfield to combine with Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. I mean, it would be quite delicious, wouldn't it? And it, it, it would, but, uh, you know, why, why break up something that's, you know, it, I mean, he's probably the best right back right wing back in the world so uh i just i think maybe later on in his career uh you know i i would put him in midfield but at, at the moment i mean it, i just think that will be mad 
Um, and you'd have to spend more money on a right back as well. There's nobody even close to Trent. Uh, that that's the issue I think we have at the moment is finding, you know, a backup for Trent because obviously Nico looks like he's out the door, and we're looking at Gomez and Bradley. Um, so it's a bit light in the right back uh, position. But no, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move Trent anywhere. Yeah, I I, I mean. I kind of agree with you, but just playing the devil's advocate here, Daz, I mean, if, let's say, for example, we're going to have to sign either a midfielder or a right-back, um, you get better value for money by buying a right-back compared to, you know, a real quality right-back compared to a real quality midfielder, wouldn't you? I mean, you, you know, you could get someone uh, excellent for about, I don't know, 20 million at right-back and, and let's say 40 million central midfield i don't know makes sense financially maybe to go for go for a, a killer right back no I, I i definitely understand um but you know for me i i i would just i would keep trent where he is he just does I, he, he in midfield he wouldn't i don't think he would get those crosses in as he would as a you know right wing back um and like i said uh, down down the road when when he's finally captain of Liverpool, then, then you know he can sit he can sit in midfield. But I'm 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 sticking with him at, at right back. <laughs> so no no hate email please. No, it's yeah absolutely fine. No, I I mean I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Klopp calls them the half spaces. I always call it the inside channel. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean by being on the right. He can he can sort of move into the inside channel. He can and and he can see the whole picture in in front of him. From midfield, he has to sort of have eyes all over the place, and he probably could do it. I'm sure he could do a a marvelous job, and he could easily be, become one of the best midfielders in the world. But uh, the way that he is able to uh, dominate and be so creative from that right back, I just think that right back position I just think he he's just guaranteed to get more space there because teams always want to block up the middle like uh, you could see that today a little bit with the Czechs they were very very organised packing the midfield against the Dutch and uh, you know players like Frankie de Jong and they were they were very poor because they had no space they had no time and I just think give Trent as the best sort of creative player uh, apart from maybe Mo Salah in our team Probably no, yeah, he's probably be- even better than the magic Mo. Uh, then give him that time, give him that space. Uh, would you, what do you think, Doug? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you would like to see Trent in in the middle, and you know, take his his incredible powers uh, to drive us forward from midfield. Um, in all honesty, I I think I'm with Daz on this one. I don't think Trent is ready to be moved into midfield like don't fix something that ain't broke is, is, is a very very good saying anyway um, I am actually worried about our right back cover though like if Neko goes like we've only got uh, like Gomez I suppose Milner could play right back and I know that Fabinho uh, played right back for uh, Brazil I think he's played right back for Real Madrid and I'm pretty sure he's played right back for uh, Monaco but as we all know I think his best position is CDM you, you look at the you look at the stats last season I think we only lost one game 
in the whole of 2021 when Fabinho was actually a central defensive midfield and I think it was that Real Madrid away game as well. So for me, I wouldn't move Trent back. I wouldn't move Trent into midfield. Um, but I think if Neko goes, we are definitely going to need to get somebody in um, because I'm not convinced with Joe Gomez at right back. I'm not convinced with them at left back. I mean, there's been talk that... Um, Shimikas uh, might be uh, well. Actually, that <clears throat> I did. I did see that that rumor of him potentially going out on loan being absolute rubbish. Um, so I think right back cover is something we definitely need. I am actually agreeing with Daz as well on the um, attacking midfielder. I don't think we've actually had a an attacking midfielder ever since Coutinho, and I think that's a big, big, uh, a big, big problem. So. Probably like a Neuhaus or like somebody of that of that ilk to uh, to come in. But to answer your question on the right back situation, I would just keep Trent where he is. I wouldn't move him in, in, into midfield. Maybe maybe towards maybe the like when the peak of his career, when he's obviously twenty seven, twenty eight. I think possibly um, then. But right now, I would just keep him at right back. That makes sense. But Doug, thank you for bringing up Coutinho because uh, Coutinho has been rumoured. I mean, apparently he said uh, his big dream is to come back to Liverpool, which is pretty rich when you consider that when he completed his transfer to Barcelona, he was talking about how that was his big dream. Uh, So Phil, I mean, Phil Coutinho, um, ah... I don't know what to think about it because yes, as as a personality, he sort of you know he's he's made his bed and uh, he should lie in it. I understand that argument, and we should never take him back because uh, you know because of his back, uh, because he, he faked that back injury. He did everything he could to 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 you know to I don't know piss off basically. But the rumor is back. Barcelona are broke. Coutinho, I mean, Doug's saying we we haven't had a, an attacking midfielder since Coutinho, so we need someone like that in the squad. Is the answer to who who can replace Coutinho? Coutinho himself, Liam. Uh, what do you think? Will it would would you bring him back? I think what you've said about he's made his bed and he should lie in it is probably the uh, the right way to go with Coutinho. I tweeted today myself. I think we see this every transfer window and it feels like a bigger lie every single time we see it so I wouldn't expect <laughs> to see um, Felipe Coutinho in a, in a Liverpool shirt anytime soon I would agree with the sentiment that an attacking midfielder would be something that we need in the squad I, I talked about that in my uh, my piece for the Copite that should be out soon on uh, Wijnaldum replacements that instead of going for a, a like for like replacement going for a midfielder with a, an added dimension to the play in terms of being able to score goals, a bit more of a creative force, could add something different to our midfield, which, again, could make us more competitive next season and give us that extra element to take another step towards another league title. For example, like when we had Felipe Coutinho in the squad, he'd score goals, he'd create things. He was the, the heart and soul of the team, really. But again, you lose that... Um, extra defensive stability that you would have with someone like Wijnaldum. So, again, it's um, it's trade-offs and benefits. But I do think an attacking midfielder would be the right way to go. But instead of going for someone like Coutinho, someone of a younger profile with, again, the, the same sort of skill set to be able to take set pieces, score goals from distance, 
take touches, a plethora of touches in the um, attacking opponent's area, be a good progressive passer, talented with the ball at his feet. Those sorts of things are the things we should be looking at. But again, Felipe Coutinho, I think it's done and dusted. I loved him when he was at the club. I was really upset when he left, but I think we're over that now. We've seen how successful we've been since, and he's probably looking if this is any any truth in it, which if you are Felipe Coutinho, you're probably regretting the move with where Liverpool are now and where Barcelona are. But you're probably thinking, well, it was your decision, mate. That's it. Move on. We've moved on. You need to move on. We need a new midfielder, but a younger profile would probably be the right way to go instead of a 29-year-old Felipe Coutinho who's going to be on pretty hefty wages. Um, have you got any names that fit fit the profile? Because I was getting very excited when you were listing all those attributes. Is there anyone out there with those attributes who's young enough? I'd probably say the one the one I've mentioned in the article, not to provide any spoilers, but the one I mentioned was Husamawa. I think in terms of scoring goals, he's scored seven goals this season. Um, assists as well, three assists. He's creating lots of chances though as well. Leon have massively underperformed XG this season more than any other team in Europe's top five leagues. So again, that shows that he's creating those chances. Um, his XGA per 90 is about 10.7 uh, well no his actual is 10 but I think it's a, a underperformance of about 4.7 so again that's another positive um, he's good with the ball at his feet one of the best dribblers in Europe takes lots of touches in the um, opponent's penalty area I think Awar someone that we mention a lot on Copa whenever I'm on anyway with my Leon influences and my love for him as a player my favourite Leon player so that's probably me in a, a personal point of view but again looking from an unbiased perspective in my Liverpool cap on Husamawa does fit that profile and again with a rumoured price tag of 25 million euros which I don't believe knowing um, knowing um, Jean-Michel Olas as well as I do as a, a, a Leon shareholder that that's not the case but then again, it's um, even if he's available for 30, 35 million euros more towards his market value, um, that would be a great piece of business for Liverpool with the sort of money we're looking to spend in this transfer window through player sales. So if you wanted my player to play that attacking role, it would probably Felipe, not be Felipe Coutinho, who somehow yeah, well, that's a great answer. Yeah, and 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 it's a very strong argument. I mean, those 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 stats are, are pretty crazy. Expected goals and assists to be to be around ten per ninety minutes is absolutely nuts. Um, we, we just we're going to wrap it up though, unfortunately, because we 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 got Portugal Belgium to watch, which is going to start in five minutes. Um, Daz, uh, the, the final question is is uh, if you can choose one uh, between Neuhaus, Bissouma. Tielemans, Auer, or even Felipe Coutinho, uh, which one would you pick and why? It wouldn't be the last one, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Tielemans, all day. Uh, obviously, he's got Premier League experience. Um, he, he's, a, he's a grafter. Um, he looks like a club player as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I would do Tielemans. Um, you know, he's got one hell of a foot. One hell of a shot. Um, but the only thing with that, though, is Leicester would want a bucket load of money for him. 
Very true, very true. Uh, but uh, no, there you go. I'm, I'm asking you to dream, and Doug, I'm going to ask you to dream as well. Uh, regardless of the price, would you have Neuhaus, Besuma, Tielemans, our Ocatino? Definitely an Ocatino. Uh, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, he is uh, no longer welcome at Liverpool Football Club. So yeah, um, that's that's my stance on that. Uh, for me, I'd like Neuhaus. Um, I think it'd be lovely to have a German midfielder. Uh, we haven't had the German midfielder uh, for a long time, I think. So, um, <clears throat> I think that would be that would be that'd be good to have a a German midfielder. Uh, Neuhaus for me is is a very good player, a very technical player, um, very good on the ball um, as well. A good centre of gra- gravity uh, as well. Um, doesn't seem to get out muscled very much either. Um, and he can score goals um, as well. So for me, um, obviously, from watching, you know, um, Bundesliga and obviously watching uh, a lot of Borussia Mönchengladbach because they are all, all, all on a lot of times on, um, you know, BT Sport, etc. Um, I am going to go for Florian Neuhaus. Very good answer. Very good answer. Uh, Neuhaus, I would love to see him. Uh, I would have him my my order Oh, I don't know. It's really, really tough question. I, I would, I love Bissouma as a ball breaker in midfield to have another ball breaker in midfield. But yeah, Neuhaus or our, I buy two of them, uh, and I just flip a coin uh, to see to see. Um, what about you, uh, quickly, Liam? Uh, we, we, you, I mean, you would choose our, of course, but out of the rest of them, Neuhaus, Bissouma, or Tielemans. I think I'd go with Tielemans. I think in terms of a Wijnaldum replacement, I think his profile's very well-rounded. He's good in attacking aspect, can score goals, create. He likes to put himself about in terms of defensive aspects from what I've seen. I'm not aware of the stats, but that's the impression I get on the eye test. So based on the way Leicester play and how Tielemans is integral to that, I think he could do that well role for Liverpool. So Tielemans for me, if it wasn't our, but our would be number one. Great answer. Absolutely superb. Well, there you go. There you have it. Um, a rapid fire cop on podcast this week. I want to thank all the listeners for doing what you do and listening. And I want to thank very much uh, Daz and Doug and Liam. Do check out the LFC Connections Over the Bar podcast and uh, the Dugout Football channel on YouTube, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, guys. And uh, I hope to speak to you soon. Let's go and enjoy Belgium, Portugal. But I'm not taking